Welcome to the Superman Confidential Podcast. I'm Tom, your host, here to talk all things Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Superman. We've got some news to get into, uh, some real stuff, some real Superman stuff to talk about on the movie side, and I'm excited to get into it. I will say I've got some different audio recording going on right now, uh, so if it sounds a little different, I apologize for that. I'll work on getting that better in the future, have a different situation this time, but let's get into the fun stuff. And there is some real fun stuff to get into. It's been a rough several years. If you are a fan of Superman and want to see him on the big screen in particular, there's been a lot of uncertainty. There's been a lot of strange decisions, weird decisions, whatever. And for the first time in a while, there seems to be some positive stuff going on, some optimism, reasons for optimism, optimism, reason to be excited for the first time in a while. And... It seems like slowly each bit of news we get is a little bit more encouraging here and there. Uh, I still have some questions, still have some concerns. There's actually a head for DC Studios now, and things seem to be moving in the directions. And, spoiler alert, we have actually seen the return of Henry Cavill as Superman in a, a very minor situation. But there's some encouraging stuff, and I'm really excited. It's... uh. Like I said, there's still some concerns, but there's been more encouraging news in the last month or so if you than maybe the last five years combined. You know, and for me as a even a even a big picture DC fan, I think there's news in this last month for the movies than there has been in a long time, probably for the last five years combined again. So uh I'll get into all that. I'll get into Henry Cavill on Instagram and the James Gunn, Peter Saffron stuff. But like I said, we have the return of Henry Cavill, very briefly. Uh, so spoilers, I will talk about Black Adam. I don't, I'm not going to give a full review of Black Adam. That's not what I'm here for. I will touch on like the Superman mythology parts of it and stuff. Uh, overall thoughts on Black Adam. I, is it a great film? No. Is it an entertaining film? Uh, mostly, yeah. I think if you like, if you enjoy the majority of superhero stuff that comes out and can't wait for more and are still looking forward to it, I think you'll find a lot to enjoy in this. I think there are some weak points. There's some interesting themes that are brought up in the movie, but it, they don't really get addressed well. It is a lot of smashing action figures together, which is really fun. And there is some... It's certainly not devoid of deeper thoughts and meanings. There's there's some good stuff there. Uh, I thought the, the occupation of Kondak and all of that, there were some really good ideas in what, what the people of Kondak should do. I think there were some cool ideas, cool thoughts going on there. I don't know that it all came together too well. Uh, it, I think it made for a mostly entertaining film, and if you like that, then you will probably like this. i trying to think of something to compare it to on the DC side. I think it's it's similar to Aquaman in that it's kind of a non-stop action film for the most part, but I think this is a step below quality-wise from Aquaman. It doesn't, it doesn't do everything as well as Aquaman, and Aquaman had the benefit of being based on a much larger character, and being the, the first of its kind, the first real superhero underwater movie. So I think it got a, a bit of a... I kind of compared Black Adam to maybe the original Suicide Squad film in 2016. I think Suicide Squad... I, it's not a movie. I, I know there's a lot of hate for that. I don't hate the movie. I enjoyed it, and it's certainly flawed, but there's a lot to enjoy there. So I, I kind of put Black Adam on that same level, quality-wise. I think if you want action, Black Adam is better for that. If you want... Like more likable characters, weirdly enough, 
uh, the Suicide Squad, original Suicide Squad movie is better at that. So I do kind of see them as similar. Brings up some interesting questions there. But in terms of the DCU mythology, um, some really mixed stuff on this. And this is going to sound like criticisms of Black Adam specifically, but it's more criticisms of the way WB and DC have been handling this universe for the last several years. And and this is the only thing I've seen <laughs> in several years. So I, it's going to seem like I'm taking it out on Black Adam, but it's really bigger picture uh, things that I'm complaining about. Um, like I said, this is my first film, first DC EU movie since Shazam. I used to be a diehard DCEU fan from, from Man of Steel until Justice League when post-Justice League, when they kind of said they weren't going to do so much of a shared universe or de-emphasize the shared universe for the time being, at least, I lost a bit of interest because, you know, my, my fandom of DC begins with Clark Kent and Lois Lane. So my love of DC comes from those characters exist existing in a world, Lois and Clark, and at the center of it. So when they de-emphasize that, that was... um sort of, I had one foot out the door almost, it felt like. In 2018, there was the news, Henry Cavill is Superman no more. And they didn't really have any plans for the time being for Superman in the movie universe. And so that's when I was really kind of out of it. I did hold on for a while. You know, like I said, I watched through Shazam hoping, knowing Henry Cavill wouldn't show up in that cameo there, but hoping he would, or, or a new actor if Henry Cavill was being unreasonable or something like that. But, um... I still hold, held out hope that it was just a negotiation tactic and they still plan to do more with Superman. But uh, when they announced Superman and Lois on the CW, that's when I knew I was kind of done with DC movies for the time being because if they had any intention of putting Superman on the big screen anytime soon, they wouldn't have sent the character to the CW. So all of that to say, um, I'm not current on all of the, the DCEU stuff. I kind of know big picture uh, what has gone on in the universe, uh, it, it appears like. But I do have uh, some questions when it comes to Black Adam. In terms of the mythology, Black Adam is not a film I probably would have made. I mean, it's definitely not. I think Black Adam should be a Shazam villain, maybe pop up in a Legion of Doom, some crossover stuff like that. I get that you got The Rock and you want to uh, have him lead a film. I do get that, but I think a lot of the world building is thrown off because of that. Like, it is weird that there is... Black Adam, and nobody mentions Shazam. This presumably t takes place after the first Shazam film. I mean, I guess it could, could take place before, but nobody acknowledges, nobody makes a reference in the movie, and it's weird that the marketing and everything hasn't really, as far as I can tell, I haven't seen a trailer, I guess, so I, I could be way off, but hasn't really played up. Like, this, these two get their powers the same way. Remember that Shazam people movie people let, seemed to like a few years ago? This is tied into that. It's weird that there's no connection, even an offhanded comment in the movie. And so, like, there's a lot of world building in this movie, but it seems very surface level in that way. Um, like the JSA is there, just randomly. Okay, yeah, we've got the JSA. Here's one line of dialogue about what each of these characters do. And it's really weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird that you have a Justice Society in a world with the Justice League, and they haven't done anything with the Justice League. I think that seems like it would be confusing to the casual audience member. What is the Justice Society? Is that the same as the Justice League? Is that what the movie was a few years ago? Was that was that Justice Society or Justice League? Why is the JSA inspired by the Justice League? Is the Justice League inspired by the Justice Society? They don't get into that. Uh, that doesn't really 
you know, nobody nobody touches on that, just kind of introduces them and moves on. So I thought that was weird. Um, and, and the general world building is a little strange. I can tell they wanted to build some stuff in here for the greater DC universe. But it also seems like it was written especially at a time when they didn't know if they were going to continue with that universe or what it was going to be. So it seems they want to build out a great universe, but they don't know what they can and can't do. They didn't even know they could have Superman in the movie until about a month before. So it's it's strange that way. So it is very surface level, and it seems strange. And it opens up the question, you know, Man of Steel, it always seemed like that was such a big deal, Clark revealing himself to the world. And it, I always had the assumption that there'd been nothing like that before. And I that's my personal preference is when Superman... Uh, and he's the one that inspires other superpower beings to, to step forward, wear a costume, whatever, and do that. Um, and Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman kind of contradict that to an extent, I know. Uh, but the JSA seemingly have been around for a while. There's legacy characters. Uh, I didn't like the JSA of this so much. I know some people did. Dr. Fate is awesome. He's my favorite character um, out of those four of the Justice Society introduced is my favorite character out of them outside of this movie and within this movie. I thought he was really cool. But Cyclone and Adam Smasher didn't have a ton to do. They were just there. And that's kind of where I get to the frustration of the greater universe building here. How cool would this have been if it was some characters we actually know going to confront Black Adam? Like maybe characters who don't have solo films or anything like that. Uh, there's a bunch of characters we could list off that have been long forgotten seemingly by this universe and didn't appear because of whatever reason, because of conflict with the administration. But imagine if it was like, if you could do this, if it was Cyborg and Black Canary in the Birds of Prey movie, right? So what if Black Canary was trying to join the Justice League, Cyborg was taking her on this mission to check out what was going on in Kondak, something like that would make way more sense to in this universe and it would be cool to see those characters again tie things in instead we just kind of throw out four random new superheroes don't know where they came from don't know if and when we'll see them again and it's tough to get invested in them in this universe because so many characters have been aban abandoned already so it's tough for dc's brands going to kind of wonder why should we get invested in these characters when you've introduced so many before and abandoned them, right? We haven't seen the Justice League in five years. Why should we... The Justice League got together one time. That's all we know of. And then five years later, uh, where are they? Why are we meeting this other team? It's very strange from a, a world-building perspective. But that's me. Like I said, it would have been... I thought there would have been a much better way to handle that. But in terms of Superman stuff, Inner King is like a big, big-ish bad in this. I guess that's fine because Inner Gang is kind of international. I would like... Inner Gang's one been one of my favorite lesser-tier Superman villains. I just think it's a cool concept that can challenge uh, Lois and Clark as reporters, and they've got all this weird tech, and you can tie it into their third or fourth Henry Cavill Superman movie going on right now, and maybe... Inner Gang is, is the big bad for most of the film. Calabac shows up, and then that leads into a, a Justice League versus the Dark Side movie or something like that. That would be really cool. Instead, it's just kind of thrown away here. We don't know much about Inner Gang. Again, 
poor chance, uh, lost opportunity to build the universe, even if you don't plan on a dark side invasion soon, it would. You could have just mentioned that Inner Gang has been around for a while, but maybe they picked up new tech from the invasion of Steppenwolf and the Parademons. They could they picked up new tech somehow, and then you can tie it in. You remind people that Dark Side's out there. Doesn't change the film at all, but I think it would have been a cool world building opportunity there. Instead, Inner Gang's just there as cannon fodder for Black Adam to please this. So uh, it sounds like I'm kind of negative. I mean, it definitely sounds like I'm negative on the world building stuff, and I. I am. I stand by that. But um, that, again, that's the previous administration. So hopefully, with new stuff going on, they will lean into these opportunities to. But let's talk about what really we are here for uh, when it comes to Black Adam. The reason I went, hearing obviously about the mid credit scene with Superman, the return of Henry Cavill. Uh, I just want to step back a second and say this was cool. Like, this is really cool. Not just because. We're seeing Superman in the big screen before. But yeah, actually, it's kind of just because we're seeing Superman on the big screen before. But it's a cool, fun way. Um, the general audience, I'm sure, was not expecting this at all. I know they were almost openly teasing this in marketing in the days and weeks leading up to it. But I'm, I'm sure that the general audience didn't know about this. And uh, it's cool seeing it with uh, not a huge crowd, but people, Superman showing up and people audibly gasping in the crowd and hearing a, a young kid just kind of gasp and say, Superman, uh, that is really cool. We have not had anything like that in years on the Superman fan in terms of like a major thing. I mean, that's not to take away anything from Superman and Lois or anything like that, but there is something different about it being on the big screen, huge shared experience in a big, big budget movie. So yeah, this was just cool. I thought Henry Cavill looked great. I thought, the scene actually fit really well with the continuity of at least the films I've seen. So all of the, anything 2019 or before, uh, I thought it fit really well. And I'll get into that. I know some people were concerned about that. Oh, is Superman just going to be a government stooge or something? Why is he listening to Amanda Waller? We don't get any of that. Um, Amanda Waller says she's going to call in a favor. And my guess, and this is kind of, I'm putting, I probably, I might be putting more, thought into this than the scene needs, but I thought that was calling in a favor. She helped Bruce get the Bruce Wayne get the files at the credit scene of the original Suicide Squad film. Get the files of the members who are going to be the Justice League of Arthur Curry of Barry Allen. And so Waller helped Bruce with that. I'm assuming Waller had a line in from that to Bruce. She's calling in a favor. Hey, maybe you can tell Superman there's a a maniac loose in conduct killing a bunch of people. Uh, that's what I thought. And if that's the case, I think that's a really cool bit of tying in. Uh, she mentions people who aren't from this planet. And I was kind of thinking, who is there anyone besides Superman that is not from earth in this universe so far? Again, I miss some stuff. I mean, Starro invaded, but Martian Manhunter is the other one I could think of if they're, if they're considering, if not all of Zack Snyder's Justice League being canon, at least that part of it. Um, that General Swanwick is Martian Manhunter, I don't know. But then we see from the clouds a figure. It's Superman, he walks up. It's been a while since anyone's made this world, the world this nervous. Some people took that to being Steppenwolf or some other attack that might have happened since then. But I, I thought of... I immediately thought of Man of Steel and maybe a little bit of Batman v Superman when he first arrived in the world with him. 
So he's coming at from this. This is a Superman on the other side of all that. Superman who we haven't seen much of, but maybe has had some... We've seen some of his development in Batman v Superman and Justice League. He's on the other side of that now. I used to make the world ner nervous. You're doing the same thing now. I also... He went then go, says, Black Adam, we should talk. I also kind of took this as a bit of character growth. Uh, that he's trying to talk with Black Adam. Instead of like Batman v Superman when it... He did try to talk with Bruce, but it quickly became a fight. Um, so he's just kind of calmly addressing... This isn't confrontational. Uh, whereas in Batman v Superman, Superman was pretty confrontational. Now he stopped the Batmobile from killing a bunch of people. Actively killing a bunch of people. Whereas Black Adam's just kind of hanging out here. So that it's not as urgent. But it also could be a sign of character growth that he's learned. Maybe... Ask questions first, punch later. Uh, and I thought that was a really bit of it. Um, I also think it's really cool. If you take the Shazam, the end of Shazam as canon, Superman probably knows Billy Batson, or at least knows uh, the character of Shazam. I don't know if he knows he's a teenage kid. He probably has his suspicions, if not knowing. So that's a real cool character moment from uh, Superman as well, because he is looking at it in terms of I gotta protect this kid. Obviously there's a good he probably knows there's a good chance Shazam and Black Adam are connected somehow. But he doesn't send Shazam or bring Shazam or mention Shazam. And I think that's actually really smart in universe because he's trying to protect this kid. Uh the Shazam we met in Shazam is not ready to face Black Adam. He would get stomped to the ground pretty quickly. So Superman stepping up and going to address Black Adam is really cool because you can look at it as him protecting Billy. Um, so, you know, I thought some people were working for, were worried he'd be working for the government, be a government stooge like the Dark Knight Returns, but there's there's none of that here. I mean, even if Waller somehow contacted Superman directly, if that's not him being a government stooge. If, if someone from the government calls and says, hey, there's a huge fire, Superman, can you do something? Superman's going to help. That's not a... Uh, being a government stooge. So it is the Man of Steel suit, as Henry Cavill confirmed later. And it looked good. Uh, I think it was a little brighter or more saturated, or lighting was different, but it definitely looked a little more blue and red than the Man of Steel design was the same. And I thought it looked really good in there. Got the S curl. Uh, Cavill's, you know, Cavill's general appearance and performance, it looked, he jumped right in. He was right back as Superman and carried himself well and did that. I did. I do think, um, especially when he says Black Adam, we should talk, it's almost like Cavill's voice broke a little bit. Uh, I could just be reading into that, but I, I, I'm thinking behind, behind the scenes, he probably had a lot of emotion. And it was tough to say that line, Black Adam, we should talk. After not playing the character for five years and not looking like he was going to for a while, I wonder if it, his voice breaking, if that was a Cavill thing or if that was what he chose uh, for the for the character. But when he says, we should talk, it's almost like he uh, is having a tough time <laughs> getting through that. And he probably shot this in a couple hours and didn't have time to do a million takes. But I, I love the, the the brief little performance, but I, thought, I just thought that was interesting. So that's the scene. I know it's a ton of analysis for what is probably a 20 or 30 second scene, but that's kind of the thing with uh, Superman. When you, don't, when you go five years without seeing the character on the big screen, we have we overanalyze everything. Uh, you know, there's still so many 
arguments, disagreements, whatever about Superman Returns, Man of Steel, all this stuff. That's kind of because we've had two movies in 35 years and there's not enough to argue about. So a lot of the same arguments come up frequently and it's because people like Superman, people care. Um, so I, I just think that's kind of funny how I'm spending so much time analyzing so little. But I think this scene does say a lot. It did have the John Williams theme. Uh, I know people are mixed on that, whether it should be Hans Zimmer, John Williams. I get, for with it being so short, wanting to do the classic theme so people remember, maybe signal um, that this Superman has now grown into a more classic version of the character. I don't know if it's that um, or what. Danny Garcia's, who is Cavill's manager, put a little Instagram post out with Hans Zimmer music. So going forward, I'm assuming they'd be Hans Zimmer, but maybe they mix in some Williams. I don't know. Uh, that's probably something for another day. But yeah, after this, Henry Cavill announced his return on Instagram. Uh, what that means, we don't know. He did have a new photo. Looks great. And he talks about the Black Adam cameo. He called all of that a very small taste of what's to come, my friends. The dawn of hope renewed. Thank you for your patience. It will be rewarded. So it's really cool. It's really cool to see Cavill um, excited being able to talk about this character. He did the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast with Josh Horowitz after this. And he just got a huge applause after after being told, welcome back, Superman. And you could see all of the emotion on Cavill's face. Uh, that's really cool uh, to see him excited about returning as this character and uh, getting to step back into the, the costume again. He's, he's talked about what the character meant to his career, to him personally, and all. Um, so it is just exciting to see all that. Now, what is him being back? What does that mean? We don't know yet. Uh, what, specifically, uh, we don't know yet. He's in Black Adam. He's presumably... We don't know where this universe is going, so what exactly is going to happen, but obviously first priority for me is, is a solo Superman movie, and it looks like that's the way the Hollywood Reporter did say the Black Adam cameo was a one-off thing, one-off contract. He doesn't have a multi-picture deal for Superman movies or anything like that right now. I'm assuming his old deal has long expired uh, after so many years being away. He did have one film left after Justice League, but I'm assuming that's long expired. And Deadline also reporting that he's in talks for a contract still, which is always scary because he presumably was at some time in 2018, but it seems like they were legitimately committed to Man of Steel. I'm sure they'll call it something else, but it seems like they're legitimately interested in a solo Superman movie with Henry Cavill. The, the Hollywood reporters said the same. They went, they're looking into having him back for more, including a, at least one solo outing. Deadline said, uh, there's no contract yet, but for Man of Steel too, but that is the way. So, and I actually believe, I actually have no reason to doubt them at this point. I know we've been burned as Superman fans a lot, but it legitimately looks like this is uh, this is everybody's intention right now, to make a, a solo Superman movie with Henry Cavill. And so that's very exciting. Uh, very exciting. And we'll see what comes of it. You know, no writer, no director, no release date. Uh, they're actively taking pitches, it sounds like, for writers. I'm sure Cavill has some writers and directors in mind. He just finished working with Matthew Vaughn again on uh, like a spy film for Apple TV Plus or something. That sounds cool, Argyle. And, you know, he's talked about wanting to work with Christopher McQuarrie from the Mission Impossible films again. Uh, McQuarrie is busy for a while, but we'll see um, what happens, and hopefully we get movement on this soon. Uh, I am curious, what does this scene specifically mean? Is he going to 
you know, the, Dwayne Johnson has talked about building a long-term plan. It, it doesn't sound like he wants to just do Black Adam 2 and be Black Adam versus Shazam, the punchy punchy up or something. It sounds like he's got a long-term plan. Wants to have a Black Adam Superman fight down the road, but not maybe initially. So I don't know. Maybe a Black Adam 2, if that happens, would be Superman in a supporting role, or who knows? I think they need to get moving on. Figure out what you're going to do with this whole... Figure out what's going on with the Justice League first, but I think there's possibility now. You know, it feels like for the first time there's possibility in this universe we could have a solo Superman movie. I'm just assuming there's got to be a Justice League in the works at, at some point. And, you know, Superman could also pop up in Black Adam Shazam stuff as a supporting character and what's going on. It's pretty exciting. Um, we'll see how successful Black Adam is at the box office. It's not a huge runaway hit. Um, and it's got kind of mixed receptions when it comes to critical and fans. It's just a B plus. I know it has a good Rotten Tomatoes audience score, but the cinema score is just a B plus, which is you kind of want an A minus at the worst for a, a blockbuster film, dollar film. So we'll see what happens from this. If they're going to be able to do a Black Adam two, or if they just, I think they need to continue. You know, since they did do a Black Adam film, they need to continue with Black Adam somewhere, have him pop up and make a Shazam versus Black Adam movie, or or uh, maybe Black Adam joins the Legion of Doom or something like that. I think there's some possibilities there. But like I said, it's kind of fun, like fun buzz around Superman in the movies for once in a while because I don't know that many people have long wanted a Superman-Black Adam fight uh, outside of some comic fans, but Dwayne Johnson with superpowers fighting Superman. That sounds pretty cool just to the casual. That's a good way to get the casual audience excited, just a, a wrestling-style matchup and showdown. That seems cool and fun. So that's it for the Cavill-specific stuff. Uh, but I did want to touch on the new heads of... And there is a new DC Studios is being formed. So there's been DC Films for several years now is how they've referred to the DC Films. But it's I don't think it's been an official studio or anything. It sounds like there's going to be an official studio. DC Studios being its own thing. Part of Warner Brothers, but separate from it. Uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran will be the new heads of DC Film, TV, and Animation, effective November 1st. They've got four-year deals. Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy films, The Suicide Squad, Peacemaker. Uh, He's going to be mostly in charge of the creative. Safran, who has done lots of directing, but DC-wise, I think he's done the Shazams, the Aquamans, and The Suicide Squad maker with Gunn is going to be more of the business production side of things. So I think this is an interesting concept. Uh, Gunn's going to be exclusive to DC and still direct films. He's still got some Marvel stuff that hasn't released yet, but other than that. And um, I think I'm pretty encouraged by this. I mean, it looks like, I don't know, there's reasons to be encouraged, a lot of reasons to be encouraged, even though I don't love all of James Gunn's films or anything like that, or his sense of humor with his films that I don't always love. But he does seem to be a genuine comic book fan and you know someone who actually has read a comic before being in charge is pretty exciting and at least knows and respects the wide roster of dc i don't think i'm not worried he's going to inject his humor in every project so that's not really a concern for me i think he'll you know do what fits the characters and he'll probably write and direct stuff that is more to his sensibility and let other others handle stuff that is uh, but it says their job is to develop a long-term strategy across film, TV, and animation and take this iconic franchise to the next level of creative storytelling. Uh, 
they're still going to work with the film and TV departments. The statement from Gunn and Saffron said, We're honored to be stewards of these DC characters we've loved since we were children. We look forward to collaborating with the most talented writers, directors, and actors in the world to create an integrated, multi-layered universe that still, still allows for the individual expansion of the artists involved. Our commitment to Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Harley Quinn, and the rest of the DC stable of characters is only equaled by our commitment to the ability these characters represent. We're excited to invigorate the theatrical experience around the world as we tell some of the biggest, most beautiful, and grandest stories ever told. Um, that all sounds great to me. Uh, that sounds really great to me. And this in conjunction with Henry Cavill's back as Superman. Now, it sounds like Gunn and Saffron have been involved with talks for a while and in terms of talking with higher-ups at WB. So I'm sure they're aware of stuff that's going on. So Henry Cavill's return and all of that. So I think that's encouraging. Um, but what is going to be the future of DC Studios? I think we'll... The first few projects being announced will be a big teller of where they're going to go. If if they announce a Superman movie directed by Christopher McQuarrie and a Justice League film and Wonder Woman 3 or something like that and a New Gods streaming series for HBO Max that will will pick up on the some of the characters from Zack Snyder's Justice League and introduce the new ones. That's going to that's going to say a lot. That, that's going to get me very excited if they say we're going to do million dollar plastic man r-rated animated movie that's violent that has not that is not part of the some other random things uh, i will be less excited you know and that's my one major concern from with gun from a business perspective he does kind of love obscure characters he's talked about wanting to you know preferring working on the obscure characters as opposed to the main supermans and justice league types because he just has more fun with them. He's got a, he feels whatever he, he likes them. And I think we all want to see a big full DC universe, right? But you need to focus on the big ones first. You need to focus on the big ones first. Give proper weight to those main characters before expanding out into that, you know, refocus on the core Justice League characters and then they can expand. If they're if they're really gonna do all the T V and animation, I think they can do all kinds of stuff then. Uh, in terms of Gunn, I'm very curious what he's going to do because if he's going to be a writer and director and executive, creatively involved with everything uh, from DC Studios, that's going to be tricky to pull off. It almost seems like what Zack Snyder was doing. Uh, I mean, it definitely sounds like what Zack Snyder was doing, whereas he was leading the main characters, the main three line of the universe that would come in and play with things. And so I think that can work. I think for it to work best, Gunn probably has to work on the heavy hitters, which means... I think he should do a Justice League versus Suicide Squad film because that's an opportunity to pull in all everything that's happened in the universe so far and move forward and have an event type film. And that way, Gun, if a Gun's working on the Justice League and the main characters there in a Justice League film, he will kind of naturally check in with Patty Jenkins on Wonder Woman, with James Wan and Aquaman, make sure all the characters work together. I think creatively, that's probably the best way for it to work. But we'll see if he if he's directing some weird stuff. I think it, it might be a little bit harder, but we'll see. In terms of an integrated multi-layered universe, that's specifically mentioned. Integrated multi-layered universe. Are they gonna are they gonna finally commit to a single universe? That's what my hope is. I think uh, there's a couple things that I think should be prior. You know, obviously, I think Superman, the Justice League, should be priorities, and coming back, bringing back those characters that have been abandoned for so many years on the big screen and but 
I think that to do that, they need to bring those characters back and give all of DC fans uh, something to root for. And I think that needs to be one universe. I'm not, I don't hate the multiverse, but you got to do the multiverse the right way. And multiverse was initially created as a cool way to bring back characters from the past. It was not created as a way to throw out a bunch of random stuff at once. It was brought back so Barry Allen could meet the Flash, Jay Garrick from another universe. It was not done to launch two different Flashes at once, for instance. So I hope they do that right. I'm. I think it's cool to see Michael Keaton come back as Batman. I think you know. I certainly want to one day see Brandon Routh meet Henry Cavill in a movie. I think that. But you got to do it one of the times, right? You need a single universe to get people behind. And I think they've really got a chance for that with just the way everything's gone with the merger. A lot of the... You've got the Joker and the Batman that are kind of their own isolated things. But other than that, you can start to bring things together because it looks like the CW... The DC shows and the CW are not for long. Maybe another year or two. HBO Max is going through some changes. I don't know how long. Things like Titans and Doom Patrol. So if you have a real chance to create a single unified universe for maybe the best time ever. Uh, even going back to Man of Steel, there was already the Arrow universe started, and that was the next year Flash came. This could be the first time for really the best chance to create one unified DC universe for fans to get behind, for all DC fans to have something to rally behind. The fan base is so fragmented right now that there's nothing really to get behind that all DC fans are behind. You know, they pick their certain sectors. Whereas on the Marvel side, you've got everybody kind of wanting everything to be successful to build towards something. So it's all part of the same universe. So you want to like one thing, so then you like all the other things. Or, or that means good. If you like one thing, that means good things for the other projects. Whereas DC, since it's also splintered, whatever they launch is only as successful as that individual project because it's not going anywhere it's not building anything if wonder woman's a great success cool that doesn't really go anywhere doom patrol is loved by a bunch of people that's cool but it doesn't help the dc brand overall so just because of the changes with hbo max and the cw and the general cancellations earlier i think they've got a chance to create a full unified dc universe and yeah joker and batman would be their standalones but um I think that would go a long way because Gunn and Saffron could play that off as, well, the CW is really the bad guys because they don't want original programming anymore. So it's not like Gunn and Saffron would be canceling those things. And HBO Max is going through some changes, so it's not like Gunn and Saffron want all of those you know, Doom Patrol and Titans canceled or anything like that. And I'm not wishing for those to end, but it would be, I mean, frankly, it would be DC's best chance to create that full universe. So you could have, uh, imagine two years from now, 2024, and there's the CW shows have, have been given their time to properly end. The HBO Max shows out of universe have given their time to properly end. And now you've got a Justice League versus Suicide Squad film that brings back the, the six original Justice League members. Maybe you bring in Martian Manhunter, Black Canary from Birds of Prey, Shazam, and then they're all taking on the Suicide Squad, and then maybe maybe that has something to do with Legion of Doom, whatever, and you bring in Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke. I think you could bring everything together, bring all of these fractured fan bases together, and have something to really get behind. That's kind of what I hope they do. Um, but 
we will see. And I think that would go a long way to sort of healing all the the fractured, splintered DC fans. You know, you're never going to please 100%. But if you've got a universe that has builds on what has been before and, and continues those things, I think you can go a long way. I think it would do a lot of a lot of good to, you know, if not bring back all of the creators from early in the DCEU, continue those characters, further their stories. You know, I mean, how much goodwill would it has it have we seen just from Henry Cavill being back as Superman? It's really surprised me how almost completely positive it has been. You know, there's a few people here and there who have criticisms, wish he was wearing a different suit, this and that, whatever. But in general, it's been very positive. And I think if you if you did that, if you brought back those Justice League members, that would go a long way towards healing the fan base. Um, you know, healing the divide and even little things like Zack Snyder popping up and saying uh, nice things to Henry Cavill goes a long way to, to helping the, the fan base. David Ayer being supportive of James Gunn on Twitter, even though James Gunn kind of replaced him on Suicide Squad. I think all those things go to help the franchise, help the fan base, give us something to root for, give us something to go in. And I think that has potential. And once the, the hardcore fans are excited and happy, that'll start. that's when you get the general audience start to get excited again. And so that's kind of what I hope they do. You know, <laughs> who knows? Maybe they'll continue with four separate Superman projects, dilute the brand, and uh, have all this alternate universe stuff, and it will kind of go nowhere. But I think there's a real chance to build one that reflects the 80 plus years of, of comic book history. I think they're at the best chance to do it right now if they really commit to it. Just don't just go half in, go all in. And on the Superman side of that, yeah, I'm hoping for lots of solo Superman movies, not just one, but but several. I want Superman to, to pop up in the Justice League, whatever with Black Adam and Shazam, and, you know, possibilities for streaming series that tie into that and all, all sorts of stuff. Um, I think there's a really good chance for possibility. If they play their cards right, there's a lot of good things that could come. You know, it probably won't be 100% what I want or what I hope for, but I think they can do some of that and, and please a, a wider audience. So that's what I'm hoping they're going to do. We will, we will see. But right now, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously more excited than I've been about DC movies and than I have since uh, Justice League in 2017. Let's hope the, the good news keeps coming. Uh, but we'll wait and see. But. Let's get excited, if nothing else, for more of Henry Cavill as Superman and, and whatever is going on in the future. So thanks for listening, and I'll be back soon.